Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on the uh, Iowa Everywhere. We're in the Channel Seed Studios. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Fairway Meeting Grocery. Well, that's it, Hassel. It's snowing out right now in Iowa. No. Yep. The first flakes, oh, baby. The first flakes. Oh, My four-year-old no. was yelling at the door that she wanted to go sledding. To which I had to explain to her, I don't think we'll get that much. It is uh, it's a trick-or-treating night here in the city of Des Moines, at least. And it's snowing. You just got back from L.A. in your uh, the cozy confines of southern Florida. How are you, my friend? Yeah, the, uh, the weather here is great. I mean, it's highs in the low 80s today. Um, but I'm, I'm going to tell you. That was one hell of a trip out to L.A. One hell of a trip in in Pretty more rough. ways than one. Um, the flights there were the the worst flights I've ever had in my life, and it had nothing to do with the actual flight itself. It was my head. So my wife's sick. I don't know. I've got like part of it. I, I don't know. I had the worst sinus sinus uh, stabbing. Once we got to 30,000 feet, and it was for three straight hours on the flight to L.A. Three straight hours of nine out of ten pain. The only thing I could compare it to, Williams, is I don't get Novocaine when I get um, fillings. Why? I, because I don't like, one, I don't like shots. Two, I don't like the feeling of the uh, numbness that lasts all day. So, so You're when an ha- idiot. So why would well, you not get Novocaine? That's the stupidest I, thing I've ever heard. Just I, deal no, with listen, it. Listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you, the last time I did it, which was about five years ago, the dentist is like, I've got a secret for you. I don't get Novocaine either. It's a, it's a dirty little secret. You don't need it. But that's the pain. That's the only other pain I could compare it to that I've experienced, thankfully. But it was a nine out of 10 for three hours. The guy next to me, I think he thought I was like on drugs or something. He kept looking at me because I'm just sitting over over there like this the whole time. And I'm moving back and forth. I'm shaking. It was horrible. Why did you take like some Sudafed or something? Oh, I did, baby. I I took, I had ibuprofen. It had, that Something like that has never happened to me before. And it uh, it was horrific. I would not go through that again for a million dollars. So... Once I got there, I was fine. Oh, and to compound everything, Williams, I was in coach, smooshed up against a window. With all those simpletons back in coach, you were having the headache of your life. Yeah. You poor bastard. You'll be happy to know, though, I did get the first class upgrade on the way home. I got the red eye home. Golick had to drive me like a bat out of hell from the stadium to LAX to make my red eye. 
And then it was so backed up at LAX at the airport for uh, departures and arrivals. I had to get out of the car a half mile away and run. And I made it. There was nobody in the pre-check line, not a single soul. So I made it through. It was that backed up at that hour? Yeah. It, it was at, I guess it would have been at about 9.30 or 10 o'clock Pacific time. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you made it back. Head feeling okay now? You ready to go? You ready to have a great it's show okay, today? It's okay, but my, uh, my wife's got COVID. Oh, she's got the vid, hey? Yeah. She is not doing well. She's have been you tested yourself? Many days, yeah. I tested myself. I'm 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 clean. But she's got COVID. I, I have never going tested around. positive for COVID. Never. And I used to, back when, you know, when it was a thing, they used to have to test me several times a week at CBS to make sure that you didn't have COVID. And I've still never tested positive. God, I've got it like what, three times, I think. Steve, uh, Steve says the over under lower than points. The only <laughs> over under lower than points in an Iowa game is minutes until Hassel starts whining. It's funny, Steve. Uh, <laughs> when I popped into our little deal here, I heard Williams <laughs> saying something to Van Wink about was, how I'm probably going to complain about something for my flight. I was mimicking you about what I just feared was coming. It was uh, you know, the worst flight, you know, it's a long ways out there and, you know, Look, uh, I'm all jet lagged and, you know, head I'm, cold. I'm, I slept for 13 hours last night, at least. I, uh, I took a nap from five to eight, got up for two hours and then went back to bed. I don't think I could physically sleep for 13 hours. I don't think my body could do it. Start I really flying back and forth to the coast each week, and uh, so where you at this week? You uh, at least you had a decent game. Colorado yeah, hung decent, in there for a while. Colorado, yeah, I was seven six at halftime, but still, I never had a feeling Colorado had a chance in that game no. because the, their offensive line is is it might be the worst offensive line I've ever seen. Shadour Sanders had less than a second. You and see, a half. Dion said he's going to basically fire them all. Well, he needs to. They're terrible. They are <laughs> terrible. Um, but this it was kind of Dion's fault, though. But I mean, yeah, get into that at some other point. Like, you point a finger at yourself, too, buddy. You know, it was really cool, though, being at the Rose Bowl. Um, the thing that really strikes you is the the grass, the magnificence of the surface. It is. Why don't you come to Jack Trice Stadium on Saturday? <laughs> see some real grass. Say, the grass. <laughs> All right, get, go on your little Rose Bowl thing. I'm going to sit here and roll my eyes at you. What? Did they have a parade? Was it a no, cool there was no did parade. You, did you see the old guys in the Blazers that have ruined college football for the last 40 years? Have you seen no. those guys? Were no. they there? So those the greedy is, old like, the bastards? Rose Bowl, it's called the Rose Bowl, the stadium. The best but. thing about the Rose Bowl is that the Pac-12 blew up, and now their whole little like sham is is blown up as well. They have nothing to do with USC, UCLA home games, though. That's they, they. I think they just come in once a year and, oh, and the that's old that. bull like, guys. Yeah, there's yeah. no. Um, I mean, they're not putting these home games on. The thing I thought was funny was that they were UCLA was touting it up all week as this sellout. It's sold out. Then they never sell out. Never. They're like, yeah, we've taken the tarps off the the stands. We're sold out. Get there. 
oh, there's still all kinds of tarps on the stands. The huge tarps that say UCLA on both sides and both ends. Now, there were about 70,000, but that place holds close to 90. They just don't take the tarps off and sell those tickets. But it was the most fans they're going to have at a game this season. And, and it, it, was, it was an awesome setting because it was it kicked off right at the time that a Rose Bowl normally would with the sun out and then the sun sets during the game and it's dark in the second half. It's incredible, Williams. It's just too bad you'll never be able to experience it. I'm good. I got the Liberty. Have you ever been to a Liberty Bowl on New Year's Eve in Memphis? <laughs> Beale Street? Yeah, they didn't have any bush light at the stadium. I can promise you that. You Rose Bowl guys, like it just cracks me up. Oh, the sunset. Like the it's sun doesn't set setting. anywhere else. Uh, it's, you know what else is? BYU. Utah Van State Wink has po- a beautiful it, setting. Let, let me, let, you know what? I'm going to send some beautiful pictures setting. to Van Wink for him to, to throw up there. I know what a California sunset looks like. <laughs> yeah. Lived there for 15 years. Van Wink, have you ever been to the Rose Bowl? I've I've never been to a game, but I drove around the okay, outside. Okay, shut of it your once. mouth. <laughs> shut your goddamn mouth. I like the it's, Rose Bowl. It's a great game. Glad that we have it. I just can you just admit that those old bastards at the Rose Bowl set our sport back for thirty, forty years? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I hate those guys. Nobody's done anything to destroy college football more than the or not not destroy college football to keep it from progressing more than the old Rose Bowl guys. I agree. I I completely agree. And I'm I'm not here talking about the game. I'm talking about the stadium and the setting. Oh, this week by the way, you asked me, I'm going back back to Athens, Athens. Georgia hosting Missouri. Why do you give me that wrinkled face? Missouri has one loss. Is that the best game of the week? I don't always Bama, get the best game. Not going to Bama. No, LSU. Don't, Bama? We don't always get the best game of the week. Who who said that we get the best game of the week? It just What's so happens that? that we've been at some of the best games of the week. But that's probably if you're ranking the matchups this week. That's I'm just, probably number two. I'm just in an ornery mood today. That'll be a great game. Hey, what I tell you? Should have went to Lawrence, Kansas OU. What a game. Well, didn't stand outside. Didn't want to stand outside. Well, they were going to put us on the roof in a tent during a lightning delay. <laughs> Rain the whole game. We probably would have gotten blown off the press box. You've been electrocuted. God, in the game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we 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 were thinking about going there, and we might Do you have. have any say in the games yeah. you go to. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know that you actually got to pick. Yeah, yeah. We get to. I mean, our executive producer who is one of the higher ups at Learfield he's the one who makes the call but he asks us for input yeah and so okay. me and and Golick and our uh engineer Savannah and it's funny we were usually um it's the on the Friday before the game we go out to eat and then we look at the potential matchups for the the following week <laughs> so we were out getting some pizza in LA and he's rattling off some of the matchups that uh that we might get for next week. And, you know, there's, um, I think it's Utah at Washington. That's a possibility. But see, it has to be a night game now. We've used all of our flex yeah. day games. has to be a night game. And so he's rattling things off, and all of a sudden he gets to Rutgers at Iowa. 
Oh. And Golik just starts dry heaving. <laughs> I mean, if we end up with that game, we are down bad. Did you, uh, Travis asked, did you hassle to Iowa State, Kansas? Was that a possibility? It was not because we needed to go to Georgia this week because of a um, a tie-in with a sponsor, a Marriott tie-in. Oh, okay. We, we're deals. doing we're doing some Marriott stuff on Friday night, so we we had to go to Georgia this week, this upcoming week. But yeah, the Iowa State, Kansas, I. I would love to be there this upcoming. That, that's going to be great. Night game, probably black uniforms, battle for first in the Big 12. Winner of that game, Williams, is going to have a real shot to get to the conference championship game. Meaningful football in November. And what a what a turnaround. You you tweeted this after the game, and you know, I'm right there. I he was in my bigger, um, better, bolder. Kelderman piece a couple weeks ago, but I, I just said with like Campbell, I, I think it was after the Cincinnati win where you just you sit back and you look at all the guys they lost, but the gambling thing, just how rough God, all that. I, for, I forget about that too. Yeah, like, like I don't he, even factor that in because we've never seen these guys in a game. I'm just going back to how bad they looked at the start of the season. And, well, and then last year too. I mean, you're four and eight. Like it's right, not like you right coming off of this. Well, he was coming off two bad seasons because yeah, they did not come close to meeting expectations as a top ten team in the country a couple of years ago. Yeah, he finished seven and, and then, six after that loss to Clemson and, and last year's debacle. And then this year, I, I called it the most important game of the Campbell era at at Ohio. You lose that, you get uh, the fan over there trying to fight him. That guy. That guy turned the season around. I think that's what Campbell needed. He needed to kick. He needed to kick right in the sphincter. Well, that guy gave it around. Him. Yeah. Real quick, I want to clean up a couple of these comments. Roe Hawk calls calls me a, a Liberty Bull elitist. Yeah, you are one of my favorite comments I've ever. Remember, I ran into the Liberty Bull guy. I love the, that guy. Uh, He's at, great at, at Alabama. I eat barbecue with that guy like every three years when Iowa State goes there. It's phenomenal. I, I hope I hope we get to go there this year. Like I, I'm I'm looking at Iowa State's bowl potential. I'm like, yeah, don't really want to go to Phoenix the day after Christmas. Houston two day now. Oh, Memphis on December the twenty. Bring it on. <laughs> Absolutely. We always rent out a house for the Cyclone Fanatic Riders, preferably a haunted one. Well, he said he'd he'd love to have you guys back. Oh, Matt says you're not running into Jerry the King Lawler in L.A. like you do <laughs> in Memphis for the Liberty Bowl. I was disappointed. I thought there would be a lot more stars on the field for that UCLA Colorado game. No because stars, of Coach Prime. I mean, not no. no yeah. I never. I didn't see like T.O. was there, but T.O. is at every Colorado game. There were some former players for UCLA and Colorado, but I, I did not see. The biggest star I saw was Joey Molinaro up in the stands. Dude, I love that guy. Are you friends with him? Yeah, he's great. Dude, he's he's one of my favorites. His, he's incredible. His bits are just phenomenal. Does he produce all those by himself and stuff? I or believe he doesn't so, have yeah. A, yeah, that's what makes it. Because a lot of that stuff is low budget. Like, he's not... 
he's shooting it himself, editing himself. There he is with his uh, daughter and wife. <laughs> Man of the people. Was he saying mm-hmm. placenta? Yeah, placenta. So back to the Iowa State game. You know, the best part, I, I think that, especially when I watched the game back yesterday, they really didn't play very well. Honestly, like, I, that that was like a C-type game for them. They had, it, it just, Beck missed a couple of what would have been easy touch. Matt said this to me. Matt was over at my house on Saturday night. He's like, how many points did they leave on the field? And we were trying to figure that out. I was like, I think... If you if you want to be conservative, you'd say like ten, but maybe it's seventeen twenty. Like they they really didn't execute well at all. There were bad turnovers. Um, there was one you know defensive lapse that that essentially gave Baylor a touchdown. Isn't and, that and, so encouraging though? Yeah, that that's they, what I'm saying. They weren't even close to an A game. Yeah. Yet it never really felt like they were in danger on the road at Baylor. And, you know, Rocco Beck was due for a game like that. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't bad. He still played winning football for the most part. But he's still playing football at this level for the first. He's still a freshman. So, like, you knew a game like this was coming at some point. And if you can get it out of the way and still win by double digits on the road, yeah, I, I came away really encouraged. And I also wonder, too, and this is just this is probably the optimistic side of me. I'll, I'll pick your brain on it. So Iowa State, via our friends at Circus Sports, is a two-point favorite over Kansas. Oh, I love – okay, it's down to one. There you go. Boy, I love the fact that Kansas beat Oklahoma, though. Like, that makes it Same. even better because mm-hmm. – I mean, their students are throwing goalposts in the lake. Like they, they haven't beaten Oklahoma since Terry Allen was the head coach in Lawrence. Feeling really good about themselves, and then you come to Ames for a night game. It sets up well. Now Lance mm-hmm. Leipold's a really good coach; they'll be ready to go. But it sets up for it sets up better for Iowa State. I'll put it that I way. I wonder if they're just going to stick with being at quarterback. Because things are going so well. I mean, if Daniels is, is ready to go, I know he's a star, but man, they're winning games with Bean. Bean is, a, I, I saw him a lot at North Texas when he was really raw. The, the guy can just flat out move. He is slippery, st- yeah. really tough to catch. And when he gets in the open field, it's over. Who do you think Iowa State would rather face, Bean or Daniels? Bean. You think so? Man, I don't know. Like, right now, maybe not, because he's playing so well. But Daniels, I mean, do you remember <laughs> Remember Daniels when he showed up to Big 12 Media Day this year and he had, like, the Apple Watch playing, like, his highlights? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe he comes back and throws things off a little bit. Yeah, I know. That's You're right. So, I, all I know is when Daniels is at his height... He's a Heisman type guy where you he's in that conversation. But Bean, he seems to be the secret sauce. If you read post game comments from these Campbell or not, from these Kansas players after the game, I think they like him more 
I think they want to block for him more. I think they want mm-hmm. to play for him more. That is the vibe that I get. So yeah, you, you may be right. You may you may be onto something. I don't think Daniels, from what I understand, is going to come back though. Like it 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 seems like he may even sit out the entire year. Yeah, it kind point. of feels like a uh, Cam Rising situation at Utah, where you know yeah. each week you kind of you wonder. And it just doesn't happen. And then finally, it sounds like he's he's not going to come back this season. So maybe be the same thing with uh, with Daniels. Well, and then, look, Kansas. I that, asked that was, Bloom this: if yeah, he wants ahead. to hit the portal, that guy will make a lot of money. Who? Daniels. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's already making some. But what's the what's the ceiling at, at Kansas? I don't I don't know for the football team. Matt's got the, the video of Daniels. <laughs> Playing his highlights on his neck on his gold chain at Big Twelve Media Days. It's a kind of a bad look right there. Nonetheless, kind of, kind of a douche look. A big flex right there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Two guys named Chris presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery Channel Seed Studios. We are uh, entering the month of November. Iowa State is in a tie for first place in the Big Twelve. <laughs> The following teams are four and one: Oklahoma, Iowa State. Oklahoma State has come out of nowhere. Iowa State's their only loss. Yeah, it's it, it just crazy. So we've got Oklahoma and Oklahoma State playing this weekend. You also have Texas and Kansas State playing this weekend. Ooh, yeah, that's eleven a.m. Good game. It's a great day if you're a Big Twelve football fan. Eleven a.m. is Texas, Kansas State. Two thirty is Bedlam. Six o'clock is Iowa State and Kansas. Kansas, of course, sitting at three and two. I had forgotten that Kansas went on the road and lost at Oklahoma State two weeks ago. And when that Oklahoma State team left Ames, we all had left Mike Gundy for dead. We thought he was done. I did. Like I, I thought it was over. And they've done an incredible turnaround. But I mean, I mean, here here's the deal, Hassel. You look at Iowa State's schedule. Let's be realistic. You've got Kansas at BYU, Texas at home, at Kansas State. Iowa State well, probably let's be realistic. Let I think they can win those two games, and then everything's on the table for the last yeah. two games. I, I'm saying if you're we wanted to rank these Big Twelve contenders, I think Iowa State probably has the toughest road from here on out. Um. Well, I, what about Kansas State? They have to go to Texas. Iowa State gets Texas at home, though they Kansas State hosts Iowa State. Yeah, yeah. That's a that'll be a brutal scenario. Look, the last time I, Iowa State is not in a in a spot where you know there's a better than fifty percent chance they're going to the conference championship game. We're not going there. It's, but you have it's a shot. Be, but yes, you you have a shot, and the way the schedule sets up. Your two most winnable games are the next two games. And then all of a sudden, you win those. You're six and one with two games to play. And yeah, you've got your toughest opponents. But you've got Texas at home in mid-November. And where's Quinn Ewers going to be? That could be his comeback game. Could be. Matt, pull up uh, Texas's schedule here real quick because I am wanting badly for Iowa State to play Texas and both of those teams 
Yeah, so Texas has Kansas State this week, which will be really tough without Quinn Ewers. I I would consider taking points yeah, in Kansas State there. What's Kansas State getting? I think six is what it was, five and a half or six. I would strongly consider that. Wow, ESPN um, has it at four. Okay, so it's already dropped. That's kind of what I thought would happen. Um, but how sick would that be if – Maybe you get a night game, mm-hmm. Iowa State and Texas. That's a. I don't know what else is on the schedule, but if both of these teams win up until then, that could be a big noon kickoff type type scenario. Like that could be a. Oh my god! National game of the week. If Iowa stuff. State gets a big noon, what is Bloom going to do? Especially if Iowa's on the cock the same week. Oh, is he blew them all up in your grill too? I was been- pr- pr- probably playing Rutgers on the cock while uh, Iowa State, <laughs> Iowa State, Texas, Big Noon. Oh, Bloom is the just only other himself, games man. that would potentially be Washington at Oregon State. You got UCLA at USC and Kansas State at Kansas could be a decent game too. Internet, anything in the SEC for ESPN? purposes no that's probably when the sec is all playing those fcs schools well they all what's, do that. what about exactly the big 10 same. that week is there not a is that not a week where you would get a yeah there's nothing really sec big 10 looks like <laughs> illinois at iowa michigan at maryland minnesota at ohio state yeah there's nothing michigan at maryland i could see that potentially being Maybe. a big noon yeah do they michigan. stay away from michigan due to the scandal hell no you no, I, I think that makes them even more interesting, and more people will tune in if you put Michigan on. Fox has never been to Ames. That You're talking about I mean, Big that, Noon, and they, it's it's Texas. Think about it this way, though. Yeah, it's Texas, and they have that Big Noon slot that often gets Big 12 games, and they like to go to... It's kind. Of, it's not really like game day. They like to go to the game that they're broadcasting. It feels like Fox does. Most of the time, yeah. They'll, they'll, every now and then, like th- there was the other week, they did go to Ohio State at Notre Dame. Just feels like that that could be an opportunity, but, but both of these teams need to take care of business to get there. All right, um... Before we get into the Kelderman manufacturing, bigger, better, bolder, you you, you mentioned Bloom. Boy, uh, Don Hassel has just had a hell of a weekend. So you you mentioned in our rundown that that your dad, your dad was all amped up yesterday. He's coming at me on Twitter about some things. It felt Boy, like he's he was been really, after your ass. Yeah, and he, your kids. He, he's going after your kids. Came after my daughter the other day. Uh, got it was I was very offended. Um, Bloom it was the center of your dad's text chain on Saturday. Is this correct? So uh, you always know when, when things are going great for the Cyclones and maybe not so great for Iowa State or for Iowa, when my dad starts talking about Bloom, I wake up and I hear a text from my dad to the, to the group text. I see that idiot Bloom got into it with Iowa fans last night. What a fucking soft moron. I mean, living rent-free in my dad's head. Because Bloom started 
pumping out his chest about how Iowa State is on ESPN and Iowa is on the cock. The best part of what Bloom did there, though, Bloom is very cerebral when he does stuff like this. Is like Bloom knew exactly what he was doing that Iowa State was just on ESPN Plus. Right. Like that that was part of Bloom's genius. The best part was watching the Iowa fans just lose their minds about it. Because <laughs> they hate Bloom. Bloom gets under their skin. It's great for Bloom's brand. He's the bag man that, at Iowa that State. Is his, is great. his brand is that and the Amish bench. Bloom is basically an honorary Amish person now. And <laughs> those Amish fly swatters, by the way, still in my garage. They still reek. Still, I can't bring like them inside. Garbage. I got home for my red eye yesterday morning. I pull up to the house. What the hell is that in my yard? <laughs> oh my god! It's another sign. What does that say? Oh, Amish benches sold here. <laughs> Another Kelderman manufacturing sign with an I love the I fact State that logo. Kelderman put his logo at the bottom. Yeah. It's kind of like the bat sign. As <laughs> if you would wonder where it came from. That I, I have been um, so tired since I got home taking care of the wife who's sick. I haven't even moved the sign. The sign has just been sitting there for over 24 hours in my front yard. <laughs> Kelderman sent me a DM last night. This guy's nuts, man. He's nuts. He sent me a DM at, okay, 11.22 p.m. last night. So I'm in bed. He says, I'm at, he says some guy's house in Nashville. We will be up until you guys start recording. Look forward to listening to the show on the plane ride from Nashville to Vegas. So Kelderman is out partying in Nashville, doesn't go to sleep, stays up through the night, has a, a flight to Vegas, I guess right about now. It, I mean, what does this guy just not sleep? Is he nocturnal? He, uh, he's, he's one of a kind. I say that in the best way possible. He yeah. said I inspired him a couple of weeks ago. He went and splurged for first class tickets because he saw that he I did. did. He, he, I had a text message from Kelderman at like four o'clock in the morning, calling himself a first class elitist, and he he sent me a picture of his like priority boarding and all this stuff. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Kelderman Manufacturing. Let's do our bigger, better, bolder performance. Yes. Bigger, better, bolder. Powered by Kelderman Manufacturing. I want to give a shout out. You've still forgotten that Van Wink's going to come in and just mute yeah, our mic. He literally jumps on top of me every time. I can't even finish the read. He's so proud of that because that's his voice. Can we add Kelderman? Give... Can we add Kelderman throwing the sign in Hassel's yard to our poll today? That's bold. Can if you want. It's bold. It is bold. How about he probably made his daughter come up here again? His daughter lives like an hour away. I can only he imagine. Calls her up. Hey, sweetie, you mind uh, taking this bench, picking this bench up at the. Uh, the FedEx and, and taking it up to Delray Beach, sticking it How in the house yard again. Be to ship that. Those things are heavy. I know, they're heavy. I have two of them that he's put in, my, in front of my camper. I mean, what do you think they, they weigh? 30 pounds? 40 pounds? Oh, they're more than that. I would say they're closer to like 60, 70 pounds. 
I mean, the guy, he must be a billionaire. He's flying first class. He's he's paying for a 50-pound sign to be Well, you know the laser cutting, Florida? the laser cutting that he does with the sign, you can hire him for that too. Now, who Kelderman.com. makes who makes a better piece of of gear? Is it Kelderman or is it the Amish? I'm going with Kelderman. I think we should have a side-by-side competition. Let's get an Amishman <laughs> and let's get Kelderman. And let's see who does it better. Let's see if Kelderman can make a bench, a glider bench that Bloom can put his little 28-inch fanny on. Uh, and I love, too, that Bloom just keeps this Amish bench bit going. It's like every week he has to take a picture of himself but, sitting in this bench to post on Twitter. That was hilarious what Van Winkle posted going around <laughs> trick-or-treating on Saturday night. He had that, he Scariest had that, thing I've seen in the neighborhood. Front and center, right, right in the Is driveway. This. And uh, it's that damn... So he, he just puts that out in the front of his yard? Yeah. I really want somebody to buy it. Like I, I have to see it every day. I think someone should just go take it. Is anybody it's really going to care? If I had goes to haul that it. thing from Ankeny to Bondurant in the back of my truck. Do you know how heavy those Amish benches are? Well, they're plastic. How heavy can they be? <laughs> Bard Music says the down corn reel over the Amish bench. <laughs> Keith says buy an Amish bench, get a free placenta candle as our gift. <laughs> By the way. Paul, Paul wants to know if Kelderman can make a good fly swatter. <laughs> yeah, you could probably make some uh, like a titanium fly water. <laughs> One more. Shane says Bloom sitting on the Amish bench watching his wife shovel snow. <laughs> <laughs> Can I jump in real quick with my Kelderman pick? Yeah. Speaking of snow, did you guys see the uh, Dort College Briarcliff game? Oh yeah. In the snow this weekend. That's an this is awesome. Amazing. That's, yeah, video. that was the first snow game, snow yes. video of a football game I had seen this year. So what? Is that, that's up in where? Somewhere in northwest Sioux Iowa? Sioux Center, Iowa. That's, that's like Sioux City area, yeah. Sioux City area? Sioux Center, to be specific. That is so cool, too, because this isn't like, you know, they don't have heated fields. They don't <laughs> have anything like that at this NAIA level. These boys are out there rumbling around. And they're, like, they're pushing that snow with a John Deere tractor. <laughs> It's so great. I love this, Matt. Great pull. Dort, Dort won 49-0, so poor My Briar, neighbor was at Briar that Cliff. game. She goes to Briarcliff, <laughs> and she was texting. It was uh, Hutchison's daughter, Matt, uh, goes to Briarcliff. So, yeah, we were kind of following that one along. These these highlights are just great. If, if you're, you're a college YouTube, kid, that's the best. Go sit uh-huh. out and watch football in the snow. Hell, yeah. So, I was, I'm was i along the same lines here. My bigger, better, bolder is, hey, I want to give a shout-out to high school cross-country runners. They had their state championship meet over the weekend, and it was freezing cold in Fort Dodge. Hassel, I'm assuming you've covered some of these over the past in in your prep career. These kids work so hard. Cross-country is a year-round sport. Who paid you to make this your your Nobody. I have a relative who these placed. kids were you sound like the people calling up the who tv newsroom it's, it's people you like you out? you come out my daughter has is on the number one ranked softball team in the midwest for her it's eight people under. like you the, 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 which are why i'm doing this because nobody gives these guys and gals any love 
Nobody's doing pep rallies for the cross-country team. There's no streaming for the cross-country team. There's no NIL deals. Well, cross-country doesn't make any money. Well, why would they? I'm giving high school cross-country runners Come a on. Out. This has to be some, you, someone paid you. Nobody paid me. This is a you great, must have a rel, do you have a relative on the team? Yes, that's what I just said. Okay, who is it again? Your cousin? Uh, he, kind of. Is he blood? No, he's not blood. It's through marriage, but nonetheless. I was an elite JV cross-country runner in high school, so I appreciate this. Yeah, those kids don't get any love, Matt. Sure, I, 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 they work hard, yeah. Why are you making fun of them? I'm not making fun of them. It feels to me like you're making fun of them. It, it, feels to it, me, it feels to me, Chris, like you're talking down to them. I just, that's really odd that you would... Because it was freezing cold here. You were probably hanging out. You wouldn't out know with- this. You're you're walking around Hollywood with your big national radio friends, and you didn't even realize it was going on. Okay? It's I had to run out. a half mile from Golik's car to the airport entrance with my Get to your first suitcase. class. You, you've lost touch with who you are and where you came from. And I'm saying these Iowa cross-country runners at a hell of a weekend – it was freaking like 30 degrees, and they're out there running around in their tights. That's what they do. They love that shit. <laughs> See, that's all they care about. I've got friends that did cross country. That's what they love. Shout out to the cross country runners in our great state. What about Those all the cross country really- runners in the other states? Well, because we're, in, we're Iowa better. everywhere. We're not Nevada everywhere. All right. Ethan Crankhouse. From the Fort Dodge swimming team. This guy, I tell you, he works so hard. These kids work so hard at swimming. Give them some love. Jeff says if they were the elitist rowing crew, Hassel would like it. (laughs) I agree, Jeff. Nobody, no. Look. look. Elitist Hassel rears his ugly, sad head again. (laughs) Cross country. And who who do they run for? Jared, hating on cross country. What an Eastern Iowa elitist move. I would agree. One of my best friends was on the cross country team. Then give him some respect. You don't have to just talk down to these kids. You can kids. respect them without, like, I'm trying dedicating. to prop them up. I'm trying to give them a stage on a very popular talk radio show in the state of Iowa. That's well, what I'm trying to do. I don't know why you have to show. shit all over them. You were not a radio show. You should know that. You created this whole thing. I said sports talk show, didn't I? You said radio show. Okay, well, yeah, we're in a radio show. My apologies. Radio program. All right. Can we get back to things that actually matter, like college football? Because oh, that's so where the, I'm going. These cross country kids don't matter. Their lives really, have zero not really. value. Not in the grand scheme of things. I'm going back to that Kansas Oklahoma game. And Oklahoma player LV, that's his first name, LV. Is that a Roman numeral? LV Buckley Shelton. He's a loser. They lost the game. But this kid did something I don't think a lot of people could do. After the loss, the field storm, students come out, oh, and man. this idiot puts goes up, puts a camera right in his face, and puts the L like right in his face mask with his hand. And he's yelling at him, calling him a loser. And, and this guy doesn't even react. He looks at it, smiles, and just keeps walking to the tunnel. I mean, 
look, I don't. I really don't think there are a lot of players in that the heat of the moment like that that could have taken that in stride. And that kid was lucky he did that to LV and not somebody else. Good, good one. And it also. I mean, we we even saw a deal this year where Iowa State's head coach reacted to a s- similar type of situation, right? Like, I mean, it wasn't Campbell? up in his... Yeah, what would Campbell yeah, like, have done? What would Campbell have done had that guy <laughs> gone up and put an L in his face? I mean, I don't think Matt would have hit him, but... like He'd have put him in a coffee can. <laughs> so, no, that's a, that's a really good one. It also shows, too... I mean that's just one fan, but God, Matt, you've you've experienced this. These Kansas fans, you would love them. You would fit right in there. Who me? They're all popping their collars. They're what are you, you know, talking they're, about? They're, they are. They're they're very snooty. Wait, you think this is a Kansas thing? Yeah, I this, think that this these... sort of thing happens on every campus, on every field storming. You got these idiots now for clout. They'll record no. and do something to these these teams, these guys on the losing team. In hopes that they can post it online and get oh, a bunch of retweets. Oh, you think that he was trying to get hit? No, he wasn't trying to get hit. He was trying to do no. something for social media. I don't like and make fun man. of the, the the guys that lost. Like if you're going to storm the field, storm the field, celebrate with your team. What don't about go this goalpost thing that Matt's showing video of right now? How old school is Kansas to not have the goalpost that just bend down right like they and what a, what after the game? What These guys the actually hell? tore down the goalposts. And they threw it in like some horrible-looking mucky pond? Yeah. Max Olsen from The Athletic followed these guys around and wrote a great piece about it. It was great. That's like... Um, it reminded me of Lake Laverne up at Iowa State. They got a pond that looks just like that. But yeah, like I, I thought all... snakes you, in there with legs. You got all the... You got all the... Don't they all have the goalposts? Most of been down now yeah most of them they yeah they take them down and then they have you know fans storm the field with their security around the goalposts so you can't do anything to them but they did it at at tennessee last year tennessee alabama that they took it and took it right to the to the river that was crazy that one was freaking crazy iowa nepo baby i could see hassel wearing layered polos with his collars up in 2002 no no I was that when prep. you were living with the priests? <laughs> no, that was 2004 when I was living with the priests. 2002. I met that was somebody uh, who huh? went to. I met somebody. I don't remember what who it was. It went to St. Ambrose. Yeah, and they said they were there the same time as you, but they didn't know you or anything. But they they've heard you tell stories, so they're like, oh. and he's like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that you could live with the priests like yes. Hassel did. It, it was like. I don't know how it happened. It was like overflow housing for uh, sophomores. And like if you didn't get into the main dorms, you you had to overflow into the freaking priest's hallway. And it was just, it was like 20 guys. Of course, they're all guys living on the priest's hallway. Just a bunch of guys. Sitting around, talking about Jesus. Uh, let's move on. I want to give him a shout out to, real quick, Terraplex Ag, our sponsor of the month here on Iowa Everywhere. This is cool. So they have an RV spot at Iowa State, Hassel. Mm-hmm. 
on Friday afternoon, Daddy's going to get to fly a drone. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I'm meeting them over at their spot. They're going to let me take it for a spin. See, again, here you go. With, you're, you're just you're getting everything out of the sponsors, and I'm getting nothing. You're getting your, your hey, brand you new Hey, you could come, kitchen. but you're going to be in Georgia. You're you going to go to, to fly Athens. a drone? Yeah, it's going to be sick. Matt, do you want to meet me over there? Are yeah. you going to be in... I'll be uh, there. On Friday afternoon, come Ooh, do a little video oh. of me flying the drone. I'll come up. Yeah. Let's do it. It's going to be sick. All you farmers out there, if you're thinking about getting into the drone game, I know you probably have for a while. We've got you covered. Do it with people who sponsor us here on Two Guys Named Chris. Terraplex Ag. Check them out. Great dudes. Uh, their, their CEO is the pride of Creston, Iowa. Hawkeye 10 country. Got to love that. Oh, Let's go. Creston, number one team in the state. And they in just what, knocked cross off country? Uh, football. They just beat Harlan over the week. How's, how's the old Creston cross country team? The old triple C. Why do you just keep I tell you, we, you're, I just, you're, these kids you know you're work doing? so hard. You are a bully. You're preying on, <laughs> you are a bully. You're preying on these kids that don't ever, I'm trying to, I'm trying to lift them up, I'm trying to give them props. And you got to try and tear them back down. You're a bully. No, I'm not a bully. I just I think there's something real fishy going on with your triple B this week. Iowa what? Northwestern circa opens it at twenty nine oh and a half for the over under. <laughs> I, I I don't think it opened at twenty nine and a half. I think it opened at thirty one and a half, and it, it was immediately at, bet down. Circa opened it at twenty nine and a half. Did I they think really? Another, okay, because it yeah. opened elsewhere at thirty one and a half, and now yeah. who's this Van Wink? Is this Circa? This yes. is what I found at Circa last night, 30 and a okay. half. This is last night? Last night. So, so it's it been bet up. up at Circa, yeah. I, who the hell is betting the over on this? Well, it's now at minus six. It opened at Iowa minus five. So a couple quick notes. Northwestern upsets Maryland over the weekend. They have a new quarterback. He had his third start. Brendan Sullivan is his name. He's actually decent. He had 265 yards, two scores. He can run. He had like 65 yards or something on the ground. But let's be honest. This is about Iowa. Hassel. Deacon Hill cannot start this week, right? Like, they've had a week off. This Labus, let's get him back into the mix. Won the bowl game last year. This Deacon Hill cannot start this game, right? Well, we're, we're going to date ourselves because most of the people I think will be listening after the depth chart, the official depth chart comes out. But I certainly expect Deacon Hill to be listed as the starter. I, I, you're right. Like there is no universe where Deacon Hill should be starting this game. I just, based on everything Kirk Ferentz has said this season, just shitting all over Joe Labus at every turn. I just don't see any way Ferentz swallows his pride and goes with Labus this week it, on the depth chart. Now, I could see maybe in the game something happens and he might go to. I just don't. Do you really expect to see Labus listed as number one or even an or on the depth chart when it comes out on Monday? No. And Ferentz will say, well, you know, we, we went through this last season. You know, you wanted uh, Spencer Petras benched and you saw what happened. Does he think Joey Labus is Alex Padilla? Are they the same person in Ferentz's mind? 
As John Miller said last week on his brilliant Hawkeye Sunday podcast, Ference is gaslighting us with this Labus slander. Joey Labus played better in that bowl game than I've seen any Iowa quarterback play since the first part of that 2021 season when they started 6-0. I mean, he was like 14-24, didn't turn the ball over, let Iowa do a blowout victory. Against a good defense. Yeah. What? Now, okay, maybe Labus is picking dandelions at practice, like you suggested. But can you blame him? No. <laughs> How is this guy not getting a chance? Unless he's just going up to Ferentz and he's like, look, old man, <laughs> fuck you. I don't even want to play. At that point, he wouldn't be on the team. What What is Deacon Hill's completion percentage right now? <laughs> 37 percent I mean we're, we're talking this day and age in college football if you're under 60 percent you suck and this guy is 37.8 percent and he's turning the ball over three turnovers the last game we saw him and always have to say this it's not his fault he's being put in this position in this incompetent offense. And look, Joey Labus goes out there. He's not going to go out and throw three touchdowns for 300 yards. That, But he can at least move around a little bit. He at least showed that he was competent in that bowl game. So what's he doing sitting on the bench? Well, as Bard Music points out on YouTube, you're not there for practice, Chris. Your dad chimes in, Don, if Hill starts, I'm not watching, with an exclamation point. Yeah, I find I, that hard to believe, Don. He, yeah, he'll still watch. That's And that's the problem with with this whole thing. With You're Iowa all going to buy tickets. They sold out the season. Y'all are going to be there at Wrigley Field on Saturday. Yeah, way more Iowa. Look like? This well, is on you, the cock, right? Peacock? Yeah. Well, yeah, you guys, it's not you're not good enough to make it on a major network. This this total should close in the twenties as as the low there's never been a total that's closed in the twenties in college football. What what do you think about just real quick, Northwestern is they're not good, but they're better than we thought they were gonna be this year. Are they? I mean they're I I, I think that they've I, better than I thought better they would be. Yeah. Van Wake, pull up uh, pull up Northwestern's results this season. I think they're clear. I mean, I did not see them beating Maryland. No, I didn't either. But Maryland's not a world beater. Maryland is clearly going in the wrong direction in the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, Northwestern seems to win like every other week. That's kind of their deal right now. They beat Minnesota. They beat Minnesota. They put up 34 on Minnesota. Okay. It was in overtime, but still. Um, Penn State killed them just like they did to Iowa. Nebraska beat them 17-9. And then they beat Maryland 33-27. Yeah. I mean, I I just see all these teams kind of the same. I mean, I really do. I see them very similar to Minnesota. Uh, You want to know the under, the sneaky under that could 
top this one is that Iowa-Nebraska under. You think so? You think that could be lower than this one? It's possible, yeah. Have you watched them lately? I mean, they have a pretty good defense, and their yeah. offense is terrible. <laughs> and it's going to be it's Thanksgiving weekend, so it's going to be pretty cold. Like I could see that one being right in this realm. How about the, I don't know if you noticed it over the weekend, but there were a lot of uh, Iowa fans that were like, see, see, it's not just us. No one in the Big Ten West averages 25 a game. Like I that's some kind that. of excuse. What a pathetic. There are eight. I think there, there was a list of the lowest scoring teams in the country. And it was the top 10 in the country, lowest scoring teams. And eight of them were from the Big Ten. Big Ten you, is not a good conference right now. You've no, but I I've really come on board with your theory, Chris, about the Big Ten West kind of holding each other back. Yeah, I, I really think you're right there. Because even like Fleck, like if you watched his teams before he got to Minnesota, like he's playing a totally different way now. Mm-hmm. Like it's totally changed him because he's he's like just right. Let's just do this phone. That's how they play and, in the Big Ten West. That's how it's yeah. done. <laughs> Look, yeah, there it is. So from College Football Report, the worst Power 5 scoring offenses in college football. I don't think that's accurate, though. Because are they really only factoring in the points that the offense score for these points per game? Like, how many points have the defense, has the defense scored? I mean, the the offense isn't averaging 19 and a half a game, is it, for Iowa? They're just averaging that as a team. Yeah, I don't know. And that's third that. worst in the country behind Michigan State and Indiana, which that goes kind of goes against the logic there. Those are Big Ten East teams. The Big Ten has Michigan and Ohio State and then clearly a drop down to Penn State and then a huge drop down to everybody else. Just wait until next year when Washington and Oregon are there, and they're making half the amount of money that Purdue and Indiana are. (laughs) And Rutgers and Maryland. How stupid is that? I get it. I I am going to be really interested to see, because now I've seen, I've been to three of the new Big Ten schools this year. Washington, Oregon, UCLA. Only one I haven't been to is USC. uh, It's going to be really fascinating to see how they change the Big Ten and how the Big Ten changes them. Because it's not going to be like Oregon comes in and they're still averaging 45 points a game. It, that That's not going to happen. They're going to come down a little bit. But are, how are these other teams going to adjust when they're playing a totally different style? It's not only when you play Ohio State once every four years on the schedule. What, what's interesting, too, is you know part of the Big Ten's thing for years, it's because it's cold weather, right? Like mm-hmm. You play differently and... Midwest Michigan in November than you do in Georgia. Like, but now like the Big Ten is such a national thing. I mean, is Southern California yeah. gonna adjust? I doubt it. I mean, they they shouldn't. But you're right. Like Georgia's Georgia's numbers will come down. There's no doubt about Georgia. That. Or no, I'm sorry, Oregon's. I just said Georgia. But yeah, it's 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 really fascinating because that's how these conferences, though, Chris, when they like were all created. Be like, oh, well, they play, you know, this thing in the 70s and 80s. Well, that's a wishbone conference. And that's a, mm-hmm. well, now, like, none of that really matters. I mean, you look at this new Big 12. Like, 
BYU's at West Virginia this weekend, right? Like it, none of that stuff matters now. The All only right. two schools that really stand out that'll be like good weather, no matter what time of year it is, is if you go to UCLA or USC. Because Oregon and Washington, it's not going to be extreme weather, but it's not going to no. be great. Couple other notes: Kirk K- Kirk Cousins blows his Achilles tendon. Achilles? Yeah. Achilles. Whatever. He's out. How do you feel about that? Because you've been a, uh, a Cousins hater over the years. I'm not a Cousins hater. I've never been a Cousins hater. That's not accurate. You've been saying, well, I just kind of wish they. No, what I'm saying is that I've always, I've always said that for what you have to pay him, your roster is just limited outside of that, and he's not like a Mahomes, Burrow type that can overcome it. Now you're in a, it, this is the worst spot possible for the Vikings. I don't, I don't know what you do here. I mean, honestly, I hope they pick up like a Case Keenum or they're gonna have to, they're gonna have Bolt to go McCoy get a veteran or, quarterback. Now they've I mean, got Nick Mullins on the roster, right? Yeah, he's on IR for one more week. He's at least competent. Like they can't the do this Sean Mannion and that Jaron Hall, I don't believe, is ready. Oh, my God. He looked horrible yesterday. I, To me, like, just go and get Keenum or McCoy, somebody who's familiar with O'Connell and that, that type of system. And you just have to be accurate. That's the thing. How and, about when the 49ers bench Purdy for Darnold? They can get they bring can him on. For Purdy. Give me Purdy. Uh, that was the other thing. He's... He had another bad game yesterday. Uh, we need to bring in you, Matt Van You guys Winkle. witnessed the end of the Purdy era. You in, and Don are such... He's fine. Just calm down. Look what happens when you give my boy Purdy a concussion. Your boy Cousins oh, you're gonna, goes you're gonna down. Oh, you're going to blame it on the concussion? Three straight losses. Not doing are you okay, Matt? I was worried no. about you yesterday, but I didn't want to rub you know, it in your face. Brock actually I was rooting had his, for the Niners. Brock actually had his best game passing in his NFL career yesterday. But um, well, he threw those two what, picks. When you and don't he, factor in the interceptions. Yeah, throw those out the door. <laughs> he did look pretty good. We had the most couple, passing yards. That was the most. But that looked like Brock in college yesterday, where the he one makes, he had yeah back to back interceptions. Maddeningly yes. bad plays, and then he'll make a play that's like, oh my god, this guy is like all pro. Like it, yeah. And well, the and one he the first that, one he, he was threw. just steady, and he's not that anymore. So the first he's one he get threw was that. a true, you know, showing his <laughs> being he's a rookie. Get, he's clearly pressing without Debo mm-hmm. in there, and yeah. they've got to get health. Did Trent Williams play yesterday? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. That's another thing. So Matt, a little bit worried there. Um, the it is beggars night here in the metro. You wanted to talk about Halloween well, so- etiquette. Wait, so you guys already did your trick-or-treating, right? Bondurant does it the Saturday before Halloween. So what will you do tonight? We go over and trick-or-treat with friends in Ankeny on... Wait a second, you're doubling up? Oh, yeah. How would you... Why are you allowing your daughters to do that? That's not teaching them good life lessons. Well, to be honest, we just have a bunch of friends in Ankeny that want to see the girls, and so we take them over there. That's basically how it goes. It's fun. They you got they got costumes. Let them let them get in their costumes. And now are they going to wear the same ones they wore on Saturday? Yeah, or different ones. Same ones. Ghostbusters. So uh, so we're doing it like most sane people do uh, throughout the rest of the country. You do trick or treating on Halloween. What a crazy concept! But I'd like to know, like, what's the etiquette for? 
you know, being in a neighborhood, being in a house in a neighborhood where there's a lot of trick-or-treaters, like, how do you feel about a house that turns the lights off? I don't like it. What do you, how, what, what do you feel? I'll give about you another this? hot take. Yeah. You want a hot take? Yeah. When these kids go out trick-or-treating, one parent goes with them, one parent stays at home and hands out candy. That's, that's what, I, what you want to see? Yeah, because what I don't like is when I'm staying home and I'm giving your kids candy mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I mean, I have, I have decorations up. I got lights. Now, I don't, I don't expect everybody to go that far. I don't even know why should your kid get candy, but my kid's not. And you're just going to turn your light off. So both of you can walk around with your kids. When I was a kid, I'd walk around for five hours by myself with my friends. My parents didn't even go with me. No, my parents never went with me. We didn't want our parents with us. Yeah. What is with that? Why, why are parents always with the kids? Yeah, they're worried about like abductions and stuff like that. Did they not have abductions in the eighties and nineties? I don't know. I just went around with my parents. certainly didn't care. I think one parent walks around with them. One parent, you stay at home and you hand out candy. You don't both need to be there. What if you don't have a kid and you turn off the lights and stay home anyway? Then you're just a curmudgeon. Okay. Um, <laughs> Iowa Nepo Baby says, I should answer the door as Lou Holtz or Couture. I'm still trying to figure out what we're going to do. The wife has COVID. I don't, we might just put out, how, how do you feel about like the people that just put the candy out in, in the driveway, like on a table, take one. I, I guess it comes down to this. Cause we've got candy. We're going to give candy away. What kind of guy I, are you? I don't like, you are know you what kind of guy? I am. So this is what I would encourage you to be, Chris. Sure, like I know you're a you're a very selfish individual. You'd rather be out in there watch in your pool drinking your bourbon, having a cigar. I understand this. I would encourage you for one night to, you know, swallow that pride, and I'd like you to go out and try and make the night better for young people in your neighborhood. You really think I'm going to make the night better for young yeah, people? They don't care. Uh, have a all, those young people. All they care about is getting candy. They don't no, care about meeting. You can build me. them up. This is just like the cross-country thing. Don't tear them down. Build them up. Hey, kids, the costumes look great. Oh, sweetheart, you look amazing. Oh, my God. You look just like Taylor Swift. And then you see their smiles. Oh, my gosh, you like it? Laugh at their jokes. Play into it. Build it up for these young people. That's another thing. And and we just had someone mention it in the comments, the whole joke thing. Uh, Chris Shipley says, I'm a complete anti-joke guy. If a kid gives me a joke, I give him the worst candy. <laughs> so I, I mentioned the joke thing to my Learfield crew. Because they live all over the country, everywhere else. They'd ne- never heard of, obviously, never heard of Beggar's Night. And I said, yeah, and they tell jokes. And they said, what? <laughs> Why would they do that? Why would anyone it is weird. want that? I get it, yeah. Like do, the the poor kid has to tell the same joke at every single house and these poor people handing out all I want to do if I'm opening the door. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you look nice. Here's a piece of candy. Don't tell me a joke. I don't want to hear a joke. Why is that a thing? What? <laughs> What's 
Nicholas says that if Hassel calls some girl a sweetheart, you're going to get listed as a yeah, pedophile that's the actually, next day. As a pedo? Yeah. That's the, that's kind of what I thought of when you were like, oh, you look so good. <laughs> I'm a like, girl I dad. I think Kyle makes a great point, and he's so right. We all know this guy. If you hand out full candy bars, you will become a neighborhood legend. No, Quit see, spending that's... money on yourself. Do it for somebody else for once, Chris. These Reward kids these children. are already getting pillowcases full of candy, and they're and they're small pieces of candy. We're really going to give these kids full. These are kids. They're tiny. They're little people. They don't need a full candy bar at every Make house their they day. go to. Make their night. Be like, man, that house with the Amish bench sign. That's where you got to go. That's the spot. The guy who's got the Amish benches. Oh, yeah, He's the I guy on that. TV, and we watch him, and my daddy always tells me how average he is at his job, <laughs> but he is a legend on Halloween night. There's already enough candy going around for all these. I mean, we're already the fattest country in the world. And childhood obesity is a major, major problem. <laughs> then hand out carrots. And you're, you're advising to hand out full candy bars? It's not your problem. So what I always try and tell people, I did this podcast with Aiden, intern Aiden. Uh, he asked me a bunch of questions for his internship. Mm -hmm. And I basically told him like, hey, listen, people suck. They're always going to disappoint you. Okay. Like the, the faster that you can understand that in life, that the majority of humans are just going to disappoint you in your life, the better life you're going to live. Right. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? I'm not, sure. I'm not saying anything. No. that's true. My advice to you here would be this. You can't change that. By you not giving him a candy bar isn't going to make that kid obese or not. It's how his parents are raising him. That They got to make better lifestyle decisions for him. You may as well make his day. You're like the cool uncle here. Give him a big candy bar. No, you know what's going to happen? You give him a, a full candy bar, and the parent's going to say, you can't eat that. No, go, no you can't. Don't if he's already big... obese, he's going to eat it. That just goes against everything you just said. No, he'll he'll find a way to eat it, just like you did with the nudie magazines back in the day when you were living with the priest. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, I, uh, there were no nudie magazines in 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 the dorm with the priests. Did, did you have think. internet in that dorm? We did have internet, but oh my know. god, you're going straight to hell. You lived I in a church, and you were watching <laughs> pornography. <laughs> I, I promise you, I did not watch any pornography at St. Ambrose in my dorm room with the priests. That did not happen. I think we might just put the candy out at, on a table. <laughs> no! Why? Have a little fun. Lighten up. It's not fun. It's not. Why is that fun? It's a blast. You don't think it's fun to see all the kids in their costumes? I think no, it's awesome. Okay. It's like my favorite night of the year. Matt Matt came over to our house afterwards. He went trick-or-treating, took his daughter with my daughters, and I was doing Iowa State postgame. I couldn't get out there until there was like 20 minutes left. I was like dejected because I had missed it all. I yeah, love it. because you probably go out there, you get all drunk. I'm just sitting at home on a Tuesday night. God, Nicholas, what a horrible comment. I'm not even going to show it. <laughs> We're way over time here. We're yeah, way you got to get time. to work. 
We should have just done Halloween talk the whole time, to be honest. I don't know what to do yet. Because we've done the whole handing out the candy. But then, like, the candy, you run out. And then you have to shut the door on other kids' faces. Get more candy. Sorry. Buy more. Buy extra. It saves for next year. What do you mean? It's You're using candy from years ago? No, because ours is always gone. Honestly, like... We had, we handed out over 500 pieces of candy this year. 500 full-size candy bars? How much would that cost? No, I can't afford that. How many do you get down there? Probably not a lot. I, I don't know because it's always... Di- like We've tried different things. The first year, we locked ourselves in the back of the house and turned all the lights off. <laughs> the second year, we left. Just miserable human. But then we felt bad for our dog because our dog was home alone. And the third year, we did hand out candy, but we ran out fast, and I, we just didn't have enough, and it was it was kind of embarrassing. So you're telling me you don't have decorations out in front of your house, like no. lights? I don't, even, I don't even have lights for Christmas. We just have our, you know, our regular lighting. <sighs> you're a sad individual. No pumpkins. You're a sad individual. See, these are the perks when you don't have kids. You think it's a perk to take your kid trick-or-treating? Oh, it's so much fun. No, it's fun to not have to worry about finding a costume, taking a kid out. And here comes is, Van is Wink Matt's with closing his uh, snot-nosed the, baby. I'm holding my daughter, and she just pooped. God. Right in my hands. Oh. Did you go poopy? Did yeah. she go poopy? My little boo. Oh, she's oh, a poopy little, little, little girl. We didn't even talk about you trying to pass off tomato soup is chili with your daughter you're like look here's my daughter she's dipping cinnamon rolls in chili and it's just a bowl of tomato soup it's not what it is cameron look at that thing look, they she likes to eat all of the meat and beans first and then she dips the cinnamon roll in the sauce or in the uh in the liquid look at that little champion and how old is she now? Five? <laughs> He's eight. My dad, what did my dad say? He's like, five-year-olds don't eat chili. <laughs> and you're like, you're a little eight. off, Don. <laughs> Get out of here. Why All is right. your whiskey glowing? Your whiskey <laughs> is glowing in the background. Well, I have my circus sports hat here that's covering up the, I have a candle. Oh, there's a candle back there. Okay. <laughs> that is a uh, bootleg uh, Templeton Rye in that whiskey thing right there. That's like the real stuff. Oh, yeah, and that's really like good. a Waterford Crystal uh, little uh, yeah whiskey holder. There, nice. All right, get out of here. Love you guys. Oh, JTB twenty four seven is with me. He says he's Team Hassle on Halloween and Christmas. Going all out is unnecessary unnecessary if you're uh, just a curmudgeon that hates life and look if you're a curmudgeon just embrace it man just I am who I am okay I am who I am he is who he is hey Van Wink are you ever gonna take off that stupid threads logo on our ooh I probably should god is it dead yet replace it with what what is it that uh, that (laughs) Liebel wants us to replace it with blue jeans blue sky blue jean (laughs) blue Blue sky. sky there you go Get out of here. 
He's Chris Hassel. I'm Chris Williams. Maddie Van Winkle producing. We'll see you guys on Thursday. 